today on Lawyers Rising. You know, it's hard to find opportunities. You know, you need to talk to a lot of people and get a lot of information. But, you know, the more you understand whatever market you're in, the better off you're going to be. The top 10 ways attorneys can move to a better law firm. Hello and welcome. I'm joined once again by the founder and chief executive of BCG Attorney Search, Harrison Barnes. Harrison, good morning. Yeah, nice talking to you. All right, let's talk about the top 10 ways that attorneys can move into a better law firm. Love it or hate it, careerism is kind of part and parcel of this industry, isn't it? Um, Can you talk a little bit about that before we get into the top 10 ways that you can move to a better law firm? There is an obsession with moving up, um, moving to better law firms, making more money. I understand that. Is it necessarily a good thing, though? Well, uh, you know, it's not just about money. I mean, the the quality of firms that people work at, uh, you know, determine a lot of things. I mean, they determine the, the, you know, the types of clients they work with in many cases. They'll determine uh, how sophisticated the the matters are, how important they are. Uh, They'll determine... Um, you know, and, and, and also the, the, the caliber of attorneys you're working with. I mean, you know, the, the attorneys are, you know, there's, there's good and there's bad and there's average attorneys. And, um, you know, the benefit of working at the best firms is, you know, the work quality, the, the standards for work quality tend to be uh, the highest uh, at all levels. And, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely, you know, reasons to uh, work at the best firms. Can you talk a little bit about your experience, both as an attorney and then later working in the legal recruiting business um, uh, and the legal placement business about what you've seen in terms of the ability for people to move up, maybe despite not having the qualifications that you might expect would be necessary to move into some of the top firms. Like you've seen some kind of amazing things over the years, haven't you? I mean, I have, I mean, I, and, and I, and I, I continually see it and uh, you know, and, uh, and, and attorneys can move to better firms and they, they certainly, you know, almost regardless of their background, they can always move up to be- better and better firms if they do certain things correctly. So, um, you know, I, I've definitely seen that, uh, you know, I, and I, I do think one of the things I will say uh, that I think is just important to note is, you know, the legal profession is interesting because there really is, uh, attorneys are so competitive. I mean, they're competitive about where they go to law school, and then they're competitive about the quality of firms they go to, and they're competitive about, you know, the, their titles inside of firms. And, you know, and, and many of them are competitive, really, their whole legal careers. I mean, they um, you know, they, they always want to, uh, you know, work with uh, the best firms and, and so forth and, and, and work at a better firm. And, and it's, it's not unusual for attorneys in their 60s and, you know, and, and beyond to be, you know, still trying to be getting into better firms. It's just something that kind of happens. But, you know, it's very common for attorneys to get into better firms. You know, the, what kind of happens, and I think the reason, one of the reasons that attorneys think this way is there's a whole kind of sorting out process that starts with attorneys when they start applying and going to law schools. And then they get into the best law schools and feel like a big deal. And um, the ones that don't feel like they need to prove something and, uh, or may, some of them don't, of course. But then, you know, when attorneys are coming out of law schools, even if you go to a good law school, it's no guarantee you'll get in the best firms. And so then attorneys, regardless of the law school they go to, they kind of compare themselves, you know, in terms of the quality of firm they're at. And then, uh, you know, they keep being, uh, you know, interested in improving and getting into better firms. And so they, they don't give up. And so what kind of happens to attorneys is they, you know, they're constantly, you know, pushing to go into better and better firms. 
and um, you know, and and they can they can get into better firms. It just sometimes will take some time. All right, let's get into this list. Starting with um, the first way that an attorney can move into a better law firm, you say a special skill or practice area can make moving up very easily. Why is that? Well, uh, there's you know w- w- everything's kind of a horse race, and so you know when people come out of uh, uh, law school, uh, you know they. So they typically will go into a practice area. And the most common practice area is litigation. Uh, you know, just before this call, uh, I was, you know, I talked to each of our recruiters every couple of weeks in the company and I, and I go over their candidates and things that they're doing. And just before this call, uh, I was talking to a recruiter uh, that was working with a, um, you know, an attorney and the attorney uh, was a securities litigator. And, you know, so that person is, is you know, has a special skill and being, you know, compared to just being a general litigator. And so, you know, if you have, uh, you know, different types of experience and very specialized things, I mean, an example would be like, you know, Indian law or, um, you know, transportation law, or, you know, if you're a patent attorney with a very niche skill, you can, you can um, definitely move up to better firms and get into better, better firms. I, I had a really interesting experience where I was dealing with a, a a partner in a, in a major law firm uh, that was basically being forced out, but he was in his, you know, late sixties or early seventies even then. Um, but he had a very specialized skill in patent law. And I, I searched all the, the firms in the country that, uh, you know, had ever hired people in that very, with that very specialized skill. And it was, it was something like, this isn't what it was, but it was just imagine somebody that has experience, uh, you know, um, patenting films that go on top of uh, mirrors that are are put into outer space. You know, I mean, there's literally people that do that. <laughs> and um, yeah, and that 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 is a that there's there's people that patent things like that. So just that's that's not what the person did, but just imagine something like that because I've seen patent attorneys do stuff like that. And so I, you know, there were like three firms in the whole country that did it, and he ended up moving to a much better firm than he was even at you know, because he had that very specialized skill. So the more niche your experience is and the more, the more niche experience you get in a niche practice area, the better off you'll be. And so that, that could be experience in, um, you know, I mean, even family law would be considered a niche practice area. You know, if you do that, you can, you know, move to better firms. Or if you're, you know, instead of doing insurance litigation, you're doing insurance coverage. Or instead of doing, um, you know, if you do project finance or food and drug law or, you know, uh, you know, government contracts and, you know, just, there's all sorts of kind of niche experience. And the more niche your experience is, uh, the better off you're going to be. Number two on your list, you say the longer you practice, the better your chances are of getting into a better firm. I think that's maybe kind of obvious on its face that more experience can kind of makes you more employable, but can you kind of uh, explain why specifically it um, kind of bolsters your record so much when you're trying to find a, a better job? Well, when you're starting the practice of law, um, you know, the only thing that you can be really judged on is your, um, where you went to law school and how well you did there. And then, you know, whether or not you, you know, worked in a firm this summer and did a good job and so forth. So, um, but the longer, um, you know, you work at a firm, uh, the more you show that you have employment stability and that you're ready to commit. And, um, and the more, um, you know, you get good at what you're doing and, and you even, uh, can, you know, be so motivated that you potentially outgrow your firm where you're at, uh, the longer you do that, 
um, the better uh, off you're going to be. And so, um, you know, very many, many people will end up, uh, you know, giving, uh, you know, um, you know, giving up and uh, they'll move to smaller firms or, or whatever. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the more willing you are to stick with it and the more, you know, that you show that you have the ability to, to stick with it, the longer, better off you're going to be. Also, you know, kind of the longer you're doing something, the more you're going to establish a reputation for yourself. So you'll have a reputation in the legal community. You'll, um, you know, people will know who you are. And, um, you know, and the longer you're there, the more you'll know the rules and how to interview and who's who and, and be able to connect and be, you know, kind of in, in, into something. I mean, the problem is, is, you know, many attorneys will quit the practice of the law, uh, you know, in, in short order. And, uh, and, you know, because of that, uh, they, you know, or they'll move firms for kind of inconsequential reasons. And, uh, and they may not move to a better firm, they'll move to a worse firm. So, you know, if you stick it out where you're at and continually are moving up to better and better firms, um, you know, having longevity is, is definitely something that will help you. Do you think there are some reasons why you shouldn't be trying to move up or rather things that you shouldn't be conveying about the reasons why you want to move up to f- potential employers? I'm thinking about like just coming straight out and saying like, I'm doing this because I want more money. Probably won't paint you in the best light. Can you talk a little bit about that, about um, kind of the reasons or at least portraying the reasons about why you're so ambitious? Well, I think that, um, you know, money is definitely something that attorneys shouldn't talk about. And, you know, and, and I honestly think that, you know, I mean, attorneys are certainly motivated by money, but I, you know, I don't really hear, I mean, gosh, yeah, they are motivated by money. I mean, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with reasons that they're not, but I'm, I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is I think attorneys are just as motivated by prestige in sort of the pecking order of terms of where they sit. Um, than they are by, um, you know, and by, you know, by, by in terms of how others see them, what in terms of what they're doing, than they are um, by money. So, you know, I, I, I really believe that. But in terms of, um, you know, uh, how you portray your move up, I mean, you know, law firms love to hire people that are trying to improve themselves. So, you know, saying you want more responsibility, or you want more uh, you know, you want to work on big, bigger projects or you want to work on more sophisticated matters or, you know, you want to work for public companies instead of private companies or you want to, you know, have the ability to, you know, I mean, the benefit of a lot of times of working at larger law firms and uh, is that uh, and more prestigious law firms is that the clients have more money. So the clients are willing to pay for more research. They're willing to pay for better legal product. And someone that really wants to be a good attorney can, can kind of go farther. And then, you know, and, and, you know, and then I hate to say this, but, you know, for the most part, you know, the, the bigger the firm, the, you know, the better the people's qualifications and the, the harder working they are many times and the smarter they are. And I mean, it's just, it, it's not always like that. And that's a, a really horrible thing to say in many respects, because it's certainly that rule doesn't apply, but that's how people think. Mm. Um, you know, and a lot of smaller firms have much smarter people. And so, I mean, there's, there's firms that are comprised of nothing but Yale law graduates doing appellate work. I mean, you know, or, you know, very smart people or, you know, or patent firms too, but you know, the larger firms, you know, do have a certain, you know, certain reasons that people move to them. Mm. Number three on your list, business is important. Um, we were just talking about money, but when it comes to having a great book of business, that's always going to make you employable, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, um, and, and it's not, um, you know, uh, that important, but, uh, you know, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty important. I mean, especially when you get more seniors. So the more business you have, uh, you know, the more uh, law firms will look at you and be interested in hiring you. I mean, if you have business, I mean, what that means is that means you're contributing to the profitability of the firm on more than just your billable hours. And so, you know, when partners are moving, um, you know, they, they're expected to have uh, business and they want them to have um, a lot of business. And the more, you know, the larger the firm, the more business they want. So, you know, some of the largest law firms, I mean, will expect you to have, you know, several million dollars in business if they're even going to look at you. Mm. Number four, your performance with other attorneys is important. Playing well with others. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, your performance, meaning, you know, the, the people that you're up against and the other side. So you'll be, uh, you know, you'll be across some people in negotiations. You may be across people, um, you know, in, um, in trials and, uh, and uh, or, you know, people will become familiar. So mm-hmm. other attorneys that see you do really good work, uh, you may not have the qualifications to work in certain law firms, but, um, but all of a sudden they realize how, hardworking you are and what good job you do and they may hire you. I, I saw um, in New York a kind of interesting thing. I was talking to this attorney at Latham and Watkins and he had been in-house counsel at a company and uh, Latham had seen how hard he worked. And Latham, by the way, is a, you know, an awesome law firm, extremely difficult to get into uh, laterally, uh, especially when you get more senior, like 10 plus years. And this guy was probably 15, 20 years out of school and Latham had just seen you know, what a great worker he was and how hardworking he was and committed and motivated. And, um, and they, they said, you know, you know, we never see in-house counsel work as hard as you, you know, you're working. So they ended up, um, you know, hiring him to come work for them. So, you know, the, the harder you work and the, the better your reputation um, against, uh, you know, the attorneys you're working with, the better off you're going to be in terms of moving up. Mm. And I guess it's a good ad- uh, advice to never take anything for granted in terms of the work that you're doing, that to try and put in 110% all the time, because you never know who's watching, right? Right, exactly. Number five on your list, you say your outside writing and speaking is important. Um, I, I like this a lot because, be it good or bad, your personal brand seems to be so important in any business, in any discipline. Um, and that's true too in law. Can you talk about that, about kind of developing your personal brand and how that's going to make you more employable going forward? Sure. I mean, the more interest you have, um, you know, in, a, in, in what you're doing, uh, you know, and the more you're willing to kind of get out there and be known as an expert in something, especially if it's more of a niche type practice area, um, the better off, um, you know, you're going to be. And so, uh, you know, if you need to have, um, you know, uh, you know, passion for, for, for whatever you're doing and you need to, um, you know, be looked as an expert. If you looked at as an expert, then, you know, uh, not only will that help attract clients, but it's also going to, uh, make law firms that might be interested in hiring you, uh, think much more positively of you than someone, um, that wouldn't do that. And so, um, you know, so I, I would, you know, definitely recommend, I mean, most, most of the most successful attorneys I know that have large books of business and so forth will are, are constantly out there uh, helping people and, um, you know, and, and, you know, providing information and um, being seen as a source of information. You know, the, this whole idea that attorneys are the ones that have the answers and they, a lot of them are standoffish with clients and only, you know, parse out information. I mean, 
you can be that way, but the, the attorneys I think that do the best are the ones that, you know, are really out there, uh, you know, just being, you know, uh, you know, committing and, you know, putting a lot of information out there in the community. Do you think that's changing and has been changing over the last 10 years um, as internet and social media has become so much more important in developing um, personal brands? Has it been, this been affecting the, the legal community too, do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of attorneys will, you know, post articles on LinkedIn now and they'll have blogs and, you know, and do all sorts of things. And law firms can, you know, don't need to send printed newsletters to clients anymore. They can put things online and do newsletters. And yeah, so I mean, all that helps a lot. And uh, and, and I think it's much easier for attorneys to, to, you know, to get, get information out there now. And the nice thing is like, I mean, I, just as just an example, like I had this, uh, you know, real estate case years ago that, uh, that I needed to file. Um, I needed to, you know, go after someone for a real estate, uh, you know, thing that had happened to me that was bad. And, um, but it was kind of a weird uh, area of the law. And, um, and I didn't know of anybody that knew about this. And I did a search and I found just a short article. It was only like four or five paragraphs by this one attorney that had actually written about what I was talking about and what the issue was. And so um, I ended up contacting him and met with him and he was the only person that had written anything about that. And I found it just by doing the search online. So, you know, the more, uh, you know, you, an attorney can, um, you know, write about things and get out there and be known as an expert, the better off they're gonna be. Number six, timing is important. Um, I think we all know that markets go up and down and so too legal markets go up and down. And right now we're seeing a lot of shifting around in the larger economy and in the legal industry. So can you talk about timing and kind of understanding where you are in the overall market and uh, utilizing that to, uh, to get the best possible job? Well, um, one of the things is, is that, uh, you know, the, at different points in time, different practice areas are in demand. And so, you know, during uh, recessions or when things look like they're going to be bankruptcies, the, the first thing that gets busy is banking law, which you wouldn't expect. Uh, the reason for that is, uh, you know, banks need to start contacting, uh, you know, having law firms contact borrowers that are about ready to default, not making loan payments and, you know, big commercial loans and so forth. Or, giving them lines of credit to, you know, so banking gets very busy during recessions. You wouldn't expect it, but it does. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, uh, during boom times, uh, you know, corporate law, like m mergers and acquisitions and securities and stuff tends to get very busy. And then during recessions, a lot of times uh, litigation will get very, so things very, uh, very busy when people sue to kind of recover money they believe they're out. So, the, the idea is, is that, you know, depending on um, market conditions, uh, you know, different practice areas are going to be uh, obviously very good or very bad. And so when a certain practice area is booming, uh, you can get into, you know, work in a larger law firm that you might not otherwise be able to work at because um, there's so much activity going on due to the, um, you know, kind of the economy um, be exploding in that practice area and, and getting busy. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, and obviously during the, you know, bankruptcy can get very good too during recession. So it's just, you know, your timing matters. And, but when your timing is right, you know, it's a good opportunity to always move to a better firm. And, um, and that's just something that you should, you know, always remember.
you know, every individual has their own very specific circumstances, but I'm just thinking of someone right now that say is a bankruptcy attorney had been planning on moving up or hoping to move up in say the next three to five years, but is quite happy at their current firm. But right now, lots of opportunity. Should they go for that right now? Um, should they maybe change their plans uh, and really strike while the iron is hot? Yeah. I mean, if your goal is to work in a larger law firm, uh, you know, and that's then, or a more prestigious law firm, then yes, then the best time to move is when, um, when, when that practice area is in, in a lot of demand. Number seven, an LLM can help. Can you talk about getting a master's and why you think that is going to um, really improve your possibility of getting a, a great job? It doesn't always help. Uh, you know, it can help in, uh, you know, certain, uh, um, you know, it, it can help, uh, but it doesn't always help. Uh, you know, if you want to be a tax attorney, uh, it can help you. Uh, you know, many times, uh, if you didn't go to a prestigious law school, um, you know, getting a prestigious LOM can help you just have a better uh, law school on your resume. So it definitely can. There's a lot of things about getting LOMs that can help you. Number eight, latching onto a partner likely to end up at a more prestigious firm. Um, so what are you talking about here? Are you talking about identifying real up-and-comers in the firm that you're working at and, and developing a close relationship? Talk about that process. Well, there are partners in every law firm that, you know, have a lot of business. And, um, you know, so if you're able to, uh, you know, latch on to a partner that has a, a good-sized book of business, then you can do very well. I mean, uh, you know, so finding uh, law firms that have uh, or partners that have, you know, books of business that are large or seem to be improving their book of business and, and getting better and better, um, you know, um, you know, is going to help you. So, uh, you know, whatever you want to, you know, the, the, whatever type of partner, you know, you find, if you find someone you're compatible with and you believe, you know, if you're that person's right hand man, that you know, you're going to do well. Then, um, then that's going to be, you know, very beneficial for you. So uh, I always recommend that, you know, people latch on to partners with a lot of business. Yeah. And it can be um, a difficult thing to try and foster those relationships in such a competitive atmosphere. But um, do you have any um, tips about how to do that, how to kind of create that relationship without seeming like a brown noser, which can be kind of a, a problem in trying to do this as well? Well, the big thing is, is that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, you, you need to uh, have people that have your back and, uh, and, and you need to have people that, uh, you know, can, can protect you. And, 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 you know, you need to have mentors um, almost regardless of, you know, where, what kind of firm you're in. I mean, you know, even if you're a major partner in a major law firm, I mean, there's going to be people above you that have authority that you need to make, you need to make your mentors. So, you know, I, I really recommend that everyone, uh, you know, regardless of the firm, you know, that you're in, you know, you have, you know, you have someone that's got your back because being out there alone is a very scary thing. And, um, you know, so, you know, and if you find a partner, this is more for like a, you know, associates or, or partners who don't have huge books of business that has a huge book of business. If they move, they, they will always can always take you to a much better firm with them. Working with a firm on the way up can help. This is number nine. And it, you know, connects back to the earlier statement about, understanding where you are in the market and striking while the iron is hot. So too, recognizing firms that are obviously on the way up and trying to kind of garner their attentions. Can you talk a little bit about that, about that process of, of 
figuring out which are the hot law firms and maybe which aren't? Well, so what happens all the time is, you know, law firms will break off of other law firms. And so, you know, like a law firm may break off of a big law firm and it, or some partners and then they'll start, you know, hiring people. And those law firms are going to be much easier usually to get jobs in than a big law firm because they don't have, they can't pay the salaries. They don't have the, uh, you know, the brand name. There's just all sorts of problems. So if you go to work at a smaller law firm and that smaller law firm is growing because they're doing something very effective to service clients and they're um, hiring more people, what ends up happening a good portion of the time is those law firms, as they grow, uh, the people that started them realize that it's just too much work for them to, you know, to run this firm and to hire and do all this stuff and they're, they don't like it anymore. And so they, they end up merging with a large law firm. And so they kind of get back to where they started. And that's something that happens all the time. Smaller law firms grow and get very good. And, and then they merge in with larger law firms. So that's just one way for you. You know, if you join a firm, you know, that, that looks like it's doing well and growing, then, you know, you can actually do very well in terms of getting into a bigger firm. And I see that all the time. We've spoken in the past of the importance of understanding the market that you're working in and understanding that you're a product inside of this market. Um, can you, for people, I mean, again, it's, it changes from person to person, individual to individual, but, you know, how does a person go about garnering good information about, you know, what's happening in their particular city, uh, in their particular market segment? Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to hear about a lot of stuff if, if you're practicing, especially in a smaller center, but I'm sure there's lots of information out there that you may not be privy to. What, what are the best ways to kind of garner great information about the happenings inside your industry? Well, yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, uh, you know, you, you need to um, understand uh, kind of what's happening, you know, in, in the market. And in order, order to do that, I mean, it's very difficult because, you know, there's, there's thousands of law firms. So a lot of times, you know, what I recommend that people do is, I mean, you can read news periodicals, which, you know, every city, most cities have legal periodicals and going back and reading those and reading past issues. Um, it's important to always kind of stay, stay up on the news in whatever market you're in and read it uh, and understand that. And then the other thing is just, you know, kind of, you know, getting out and actually looking at the firm websites and understanding what's going on in firms. Because, you know, if you see like a, you know, a, a small law firm um, and it looks like there's very good people there and they're, or they're doing very important work or they're representing big clients, then, um, you know, then, then it's, it's probably, you know, going to be a place where there's, there's going to be some opportunity and maybe you should look at. And, you know, so I always recommend that, you know, people do a lot of research and investigate. And, you know, it's hard to find opportunities. I mean, you, in it, you know, you need to talk to a lot of people and get a lot of information. But, you know, the more you understand whatever market you're in, the better off you're going to be. Number 10, geography is important. Um, we've spoken in the past about how you need to kind of look wide and not necessarily be uh, obsessed with working only in one city, that there are lots of opportunities elsewhere. It's applicable here too, I think. Can you talk more about um, geography and uh, understanding how you can utilize that to, uh, to move up to better firms? Yeah. I mean, like an example was like, I'm from, you know, Detroit and uh, you know, and when I was, uh, you know, thinking about where I wanted to work, 
you know, I, I was applying to firms in Detroit and then I was also applying to firms in like New York and other stuff. And, you know, it was weird. I mean, the, 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 the most prestigious firms in the country, you know, in New York were, were multiple times easier to get jobs in Detroit. I mean, Detroit at the time was kind of depressed and the economy, you know, Detroit had been shrinking for decades and, you know, then there just wasn't as much work there. And, you know, and so it depends. And then the other thing is like, you know, like I was, you know, very fortunate to be marketable in New York, but I mean, you know, imagine like, you know, if I was like in Silicon Valley, that would have been even better, you know, because there was so much work there. So, you know, you have to, um, you know, kind of know, you know, the market you're looking at, you have to know, uh, you know, the, the opportunities that are there, you, you, you know, and then, you know, but a lot of times, you know, getting out of a, a, a market that's not doing well and going to one that is, is, is actually the best career move you can make. So you end this article that we're using as a reference um, for this episode. You can find that at bcgsearch.com. You talk about the importance of uh, not being too obsessed with what others think, that you have to kind of build a kind of internal uh, self-confidence to really build a successful career. And I, I really found that interesting. Can you talk more about that? Well, I think that, you know, the most, like the, a lot of attorneys will go through their careers and lives uh, being you know, focused on how they look to others or what others might think about them or, you know, how, what this being at this firm means and so forth and just kind of worrying about that. And those sorts of thoughts are just, I, I think, are, are not, uh, um, you know, productive. I think that, you know, worrying about what others think about you or, you know, your, your, your confidence and so forth needs to come from within. It shouldn't necessarily be you know, based on what, what, you know, what tribe you're with and so forth. And I think the best attorneys really, you know, you need to be an advocate for other people. And you, the more an attorney will, you know, think about others and, and you know, meaning their clients, the better off they're going to be. They're, they, they should not be uh, necessarily focusing on themselves as much. And so that's one of the things I, I don't like kind of about this whole obsession in the, in the legal industry of working with the best firms and stuff, because when you focus on your clients, everything else kind of comes into play. That's a great place to end this. Harrison Barnes, thanks for making time for me. Thanks. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you're an attorney looking for a change, go to bcgsearch.com.